Welcome to Gritty Girls, the podcast. I'm Jillian Christie, and my passion and calling is really all about helping as many women realize that they have a scalable superpower, grit. If you're into hearing from badass, world-class women who just happen to be top chefs, athletes, entrepreneurs, filmmakers, artists, and activists on how they achieve their loftiest goals despite their greatest life challenges, then you don't want to miss the Gritty Girls podcast. Your journey to get inspired by phenomenal women around the globe and to learn how to cultivate more grit in your life starts now. In part two of my conversation with STEM queen Jennifer Lopez, we discuss the moon, its origin, if it has any effects on us humans, and what types of programs exist in the world for young people who are curious about space and the business of space. Stay tuned. I know. I mean, I know clearly you're passionate about um, space, <laughs> all these things, but yes. speaking, like, do you have like novels on ducks, like at your house, it's just full of ducks or like, you know, is there something that's like, I would never know, like, oh my oh, God. Oh, that's Jennifer, so great. I love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. It's funny you said platypus. That's so interesting because that was one of the, when I participated in a NASA competition at, at my, my elementary school that was the animal that we had submitted as part of our concept <laughs> to send oh to God. space. I, so I it was so funny. And we them. actually won. We what? won. Um, and the reason why we won is because we were trying to explain how this particular animal served, you know, it, it represented different different types of animals. So it was just, it's so funny that you mentioned that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a- mammal but it lays eggs it looks like a duck yes it looks like a duck it's this whole hybrid thing and exactly um that's that's um, wild I love it and I love that you won too I I I remember writing a report on on platypus and I I was in sixth or seventh grade and it's still to this day like my favorite animal now and I I (laughs) you know yeah and that's that's so so great it's so interesting and you're you know you have all these great memories from when you were young too but it just Mm -hmm. goes to show like kids they remember that stuff. Like, yes, really you do. Yeah. About reports yeah. and about what they're researching. They'll remember mm-hmm. it forever. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. never forget the platypus laying eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite things to tell people. They're like, really? I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's it just goes to show how young people are so you know, boys and girls alike, so impressionable. And there's, there's they're so very impressionable, right? So impressionable. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, it's, it's kind of on us to mm-hmm. create the right impressions, you know, mm-hmm. to be able mm-hmm. to kind of actually take from where we are now as adults and mm-hmm. say, what could have served us at that age Mm -hmm. and and I know this is a little off topic but I think like we need to teach like the self-confidence and the empathies and all the things Mm -hmm. but the emotional intelligence in schools that actually Mm -hmm. they need in Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. moving forward Mm -hmm. that will actually kind of serve them throughout any inner interpersonal relationship whether it's you know personal or it is career or whatnot Mm -hmm. not really Mm -hmm. they're not getting those things but right yeah bygones um <laughs> but speaking of young ones young impressionable uh ones I know I and I always bring this up because I think it's the coolest thing but um Moroccan moonshots 
Can you just oh, yeah. chat about that for a quick second? Because I just think it's the coolest thing. Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, so the, the um, Moonshot, it was called Moonshot Morocco. So it was a program that I participated in. It was actually hosted and it was in partnership with the State Department and the Embassy of uh, Morocco. Um, uh, and it was uh, a number of different cities in, in Morocco. But what they did is they hosted, it was also part of the uh, the Apollo anniversary last year. So last year was the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11. Uh, oh, so there was a whole suite of different... Uh, well, I wasn't there for, for the anniversary. I was there afterward, but um, I was I was in... For the actual anniversary, I was in London. I was actually giving a talk um, about Apollo 11 um, for, for Disney. So, uh, oh, wow. so I was there for that. Um, and then I actually participated in another Apollo event um, after that, um, in, uh, at, at a NASA, uh, site on the West coast and in, in the Bay area, they were actually hosting a, a conference out there. So they were the, the big, that would say the barge that, or the big ship that, um, that when the Apollo 11 astronauts, uh, had came back to earth, you know, they, they, they dropped off in the ocean, in the Atlantic or sorry, in the Pacific. And, um, in this uh, ship, um, it was the USS Hornet that had gone out to rescue them and to, to pick them up. So anyway, so we were on that ship. Wow. Um, last year, but for Moonshot Morocco, uh, they wanted to continue the celebration of this of the 50th, 50th anniversary, wow. and so as part of that, they wanted to bring in uh, a number of different thought leaders and speakers to talk about their work, uh, to give workshops for some of the entrepreneurs in Morocco. So all of these students, college age and a little bit older, uh, all came together to participate in this event. And it was just absolutely inspiring. It was amazing to see, you know, just the uh, the excitement and um, inspiration that these all these students had, all these kids had um, about space and wanting to start their own companies, coming up with different ideas, you know, asking how they could maybe get involved with NASA or with other other space companies. And so I. Uh, I actually gave a workshop on entrepreneurship and and also talked about, you know, gave them some examples of other founders and other stories for them to be, you know, to get them inspired. And then also gave them like a top 10 list of, okay, here are the things that, you know, some of the things I was mentioning earlier when you asked about some advice, those are some of the things that I mentioned, um, you know, about imposter syndrome and, mm-hmm. you know, talking about, you know, figuring out what you're passionate about and not limiting yourself to jobs that exist now, looking at, you know, outside the box and thinking of how can you maybe create your own position or looking at potential areas where there's, um, you know, the, how they can give back and, you know, provide solutions, you know, to their communities and maybe weave in in some way with, with space or with, um, with science. And also talked about a number of initiatives they can, they could get involved in. So it was, it was so inspiring. And then there were also some students that participated that actually had been part of a space camp here in the U S oh, and they cool. came to the, the conference in the, so the, the, there's a photo, you can probably see the, the photo of me with the two girls, um, the, the two female students, they had participated at this camp and, um, and so they came in wearing their space camp uh, oh! space suit, their astronaut suit. It was so cute. That is so um, cute. Yes, it was great. I loved it. And so, yeah. And they, so what they're doing is they're continuing. So they, it's um, a partnership with the State Department, Moonshot Morocco. It's with um, a number of different organizations and the embassies in Morocco, but also with Girl Up um, and I think the UN Foundation and Google and, and a couple of a few other partners. So, um, so yeah, so they, uh, I think they're going to be hosting a virtual camp. They're going to be hosting a number of events next year. 
And, um, and so it's just great to hear that they're continuing They're you know, they're proceeding forward with a number of different initiatives. And uh, that was one of the things that we all, as us as speakers, when we were there, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a one-off, you know, experience for them, that they had, uh, that there were continued, you know, follow-ups and yeah. different paths for them to, to be able to, to participate. So. Like a roadmap for post-event sort of mm-hmm. thing. Well, mm-hmm. I love how you, how you did a workshop on entrepreneurship, but it was still in this, mm-hmm. in the, you know, space of space and technology. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I think it's, I think when, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not in that industry, but mm-hmm. I think as kids, when you think about space, you think I can just, oh, I could just be an astronaut or I can, you know, do this. It's but very, you know, one, exactly. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Like I can go into yeah. business because I love space, but I'm a business-minded person. Let me do that, you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. so I love, I love that you you have that workshop. That's so rad. Um, yeah, it was and, great. Yeah, it's so it's so awesome. Um, what? Okay, so now one of my favorite subjects. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm obsessed with the moon. But <laughs> tell us a little bit about it's 2024, right? That's the that's. Oh the- yeah. <laughs> 2024 for um, the the next uh, or the, the first woman and, and the next man to go to to the moon. Yes. Yeah, that's that's um, the 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 idea is to bring bring us back, you know, to to the lunar surface. We, you know, at least from the U.S. standpoint, we haven't been well. Humans haven't been back to the surface of the moon since 1972, uh, since the Apollo missions. Um, and and so that's one thing that you know it's really exciting to see a lot of uh, a lot of activity happening, a lot of support to to bring the first woman and the next man to to the oh, surface cool. of the moon. And so that's the idea, at least for that particular um, for those missions, the next crew missions, is to bring astronauts to the South Pole uh, and to establish more of a, a sustainable, more of a permanent presence there uh, for us to be able to to learn to understand. A bit more about the environment to take those learnings and then to apply that for future um, uh, deep space exploration missions. So yeah. as we're trying to go back to or go to as they go back go to Mars <laughs> or to go to other locations to see okay how how can we take you know how can we build an infrastructure on the surface of the moon that enables us to learn um, uh, and to understand you know what it takes you know to understand the environment. But also at the same time to commercial have the commercialization opportunities, you know, for businesses, for universities, for other government agencies to be able to participate and to get involved. It's really a a new era of, of space exploration, and and that's where our group, our our team at Astrobotic, we're we're part of that. You know, we're the tip of the spear, um, and we're serving as the foundation or the precursor for those crewed missions. So we're we're going to be going uh, to the moon next year in 2021. Um, that's our inaugural mission, uh, Peregrine Mission One. We have over six nations participating wow. um, from Canada, uh, UK, Japan, Mexico, uh, Nepal. Um, and then we have, uh, of course, a number of NASA, um, uh, we call them payloads or their, their uh, uh, tech, you know, it's a variety of, if it's rovers or space robotics or uh, various technologies 
so that we can understand how those technologies operate in that unique and very extreme environment on the surface of the moon. And then be able to take those learnings, um, you know, as the precursors. So our first mission, even though we're not going to the South Pole, we're going to, it's called an, equi an equatorial uh, mission since we're going to a particular landing site that's located in the, in the center of the moon. Um, it's called Lacus Mortis. And then uh, our next mission, we're actually going to be involved in a, a second mission that's going in 2022. So we have a rover called Moon Ranger that's going to be part of that. And then the, the following year in 2023 is going to be our second mission um, uh, with uh, our lander, or lunar lander called Griffin. And we're going to be taking as part of that the first, uh, or say NASA's first um, lunar rover uh, ever, you know, it's, it's NASA's first ever lunar rover to go to the surface of the moon to understand uh, what's under the surface. You know, there, it's essentially going to prospect for water ice that we can understand what is, is available under there for our future astronauts. You know, could we support, you know, this, um, support our astronauts or these future lunar missions in some way? Um, so that's what's really exciting is, you know, with our first mission, we're really setting the stage. You know, we are the tip of the spear, as I said before. We, we're opening that door for what's, what's to come. You know, we're going to set the foundation because we're the, the first U.S. mission to go back to the surface of the moon since 1972, which is amazing wow. in itself. And then on Jennifer, top of that, we're going to be so the first cool. commercial, I know, the first commercially driven mission to go to any planetary body in the history of space exploration. So, wow. um, no big deal, it, no big deal, no pressure. <laughs> uh, it, but it is just exciting to be part of something like that. I think, you know, all of us as a team, you know, we're all, and, and I'm, you know, I'm coming in, you know, a little bit uh, late in the game in the sense that I was, you know, prior to this, I was with the space station with a team that manages the U S segment uh, of, the, of the international space station uh, called the ISS national laboratory. So I was there for almost four years. Um, and whereas my colleagues that I work with now, they've been championing this for over a decade. You know, they were championing going back to the moon, uh, since the mid 2000s. So, you know, to, to see that come to fruition, to really see that, you know, to be part of that, to also be the, the repre representation for, for NASA and representation for the U S it's just, it's, it's extraordinary. So we're all looking at this moment saying, okay, we're going to look back five years from now. And we're going to say, look what we were a part of, you know, look yeah. what, and on top of that, even our, uh, to take it a step further with our technical team and engineers and all of these bright minds that are putting together our spacecraft, you know, they're going to be the ones to say, look what we did, you know, look what we built that is actually going back to the moon. And it's going to be the first lunar lander, the first U.S. presence to go back to the surface of the moon since Apollo. I mean, that's... And that's, dare I say it, out of this world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That that is absolutely fair. Yes, you could definitely say that. <laughs> I, okay, so I have to ask you because this is I am obsessed with this new show. I think I've only seen two, maybe three episodes so far. But have you mm -hmm. seen Away yet? Oh, I have not. Oh, I thought it was a movie. Is it? Is it a, uh, it's a, it's show? a show? It's a show. Oh, I had no yeah. idea. I and that was why I didn't start watching it because I thought it was a film, and so I was thinking, oh, if I once I watch it, you know, I want to set. You know, at least I want to have, be able to reserve some time to watch the whole thing. Um, but if it's a series, oh, I should definitely. I've, I've been hearing great things about it. So, it's so, so good. And oh, that's I'm going to ask you a technical um, question because I don't know these things. But um, <laughs> well, I hope I can answer. Using, we'll see. They're using the moon as kind of the pit stop, you know? Yep. 
Yeah. So is that that's, that's exactly legit. one of the things that we're looking at? Absolutely. And, and in addition to all the things that I mentioned before, we're also really trying to see how we can leverage the moon. You know, of course, as I mentioned, living off the land, can we create uh, fuel depots? You know, so can we use it as a pit stop for deep space exploration missions? Can we use it as a location that we could then, you know, add additional propellants or add, you know, the the means to then be able to, you know, to take, you know, we can have that as a, as a you know, gas station, so to speak, or like yeah. a pit stop to then continue to go forward for deep space or other deep space missions. Um, and so in addition to that, also looking at other capabilities, can we mine the moon? You know, can we mine the surface of the moon for particular materials, exotic uh, materials that we are trying to uh, mine here on Earth, but can we do it in that environment so that we're not causing, um, uh, inadvertently causing, you know, issues here on Earth in terms of climate, uh, with right. climate change and right. industrial, you know, toxic um with uh, chemicals in the air and things like that. Um, and then on top of that, also looking at other, other things that the moon can potentially offer. So in, in, in addition to science, you know, really understanding the basis of how our moon came to be, also understanding some of the, com the complexities, the unique characteristics about it, such as lava tubes or these deep, you know, I just was learning about this within the past couple of years. There are these areas called lava tubes that are in some cases the size of, big cities where there are these under there's essentially caves or these sort of underground um deposits or these you know um locations where you can go in you know deep into these into these locations and learn learn more about about this um you know our our neighbors so i think um now i say that but there's going to be a lot of, of things that are going to be required to do that such as technology capabilities and being able to survive harsh temperatures the, the temperature swings but um but there's just so many exciting things that we can learn from the moon itself that can have widespread um applications in addition to the things i was mentioning but in terms of science understanding how our universe um came to be you know how how did we start uh, and understanding those building blocks um, to really, um, uh, you know, open open the door a bit further, so that we can, you know, understand a bit more about how our solar system, uh, you know, and how that started, and and learn more about our universe. So I think uh, that's one of the things that excites me the most. Um, and I was actually just talking about this sorry, recently. That oh no, I was just going to say just recently where I was mentioning about the moon. Um, that, you know, it's, it, when, one of the things I learned when I was young was learning that the moon, one, learning when the, when the universe started, you know, however many billions of years ago, but then a hundred million years after that, that, that essentially a rock the size of Mars hit Earth, and that's what then created the, the moon. And, and then, you know, it became this over however many hundreds of millions and billions of years, this, you know, this orbiting satellite um, so anyway, so it's just fascinating. It's, it's just, so those are the things I love. And, and to some people it may seem, you know, they take it for granted or it's like, eh. but for really, me, it's just yeah. so cool. It's just, I mean, it's, 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 awesome. it's wild. I think you're, <laughs> you're just wildly lucky and blessed and all the things. Cause like, I'm, I'm super fascinated about all those things. Yeah. Too. I don't have to work in that world, but it's just, it's so incredible. I, and I love the moon too. Mm -hmm. I know 
Um, okay, so I do have a question for you. And yeah, like a personal, yeah. like a personal um, question. And maybe you you have it backed by science too, because you just know more about the moon than I do. Let's be real. But <laughs> we know the moon has effects on our on our um, uh, the oh my gosh the tides. Yes. Earth, right. Mm -hmm. um, because of the gravitational everything. Right. Yeah. Humans are made. I think it's roughly. 75 to 85% of water on any given day. Mm -hmm. Now, if, you know, if the moon has effects on these large oceans, like I feel like it has effects on us too. And maybe that mm. like, plays with, you know, if we're made the, uh, up of this much water, is it affecting us and our emotions? Is it, you know, doing all these other huh. moon, moon goddess things that I don't know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a reality, but I would just love to know your opinion since, you know, you do know, like scientifically, it does affect the, the oceans. Uh, yeah. Think about like the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's great. And, and I haven't thought about that. That's a great, how you connected those two, the, those two areas. Um, you know, of course, as you're mentioning, you know, how the moon plays a big role with the tides and, you know, gravitational pull and, and it's also playing a factor with or the orbital um, aspects. So that's, you know, another area in terms of orbital science. If I was an orbital scientist, you know, um, which I'm not, um, you have to be able to answer from that through that lens. But um, um, I, I mean, I haven't really given it, I haven't thought about this. So, but I think it's valid to, you know, consider given how much Gravity obviously plays a role in, in us, you know, as we go through our existence here on this planet and, um, you know, even looking at things such as making sure that we're con consistently maintaining a healthy lifestyle, exercising and, you know, all the things that we're putting, you know, into, you know, our, you know, us as humans, you know, making sure that we're, um, uh, uh, you know, making, you know, treating that aspect, you know, of our life, um, and, and being as, as healthy as possible. But, um, I, I don't know if it has a direct, you know, necessarily in terms of, you know, I can't necessarily answer from a science scientific perspective. Um, I would say I would have to look into it, but I think it's something, you know, why not? It's just to not to discount right? the possibility, but. Um, I love that you yeah, said why not, because I like to yeah. tell people as if it's fact, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm sure it has an effect. Why not? <laughs> um, it's just so, it, I've always thought about that. And I, I wonder if there's, I'm sure there's research out there somewhere. Someone's doing research on mm -hmm. it. But, um, but that's so, yeah, it's just something, it's one of those things that keeps me up at night. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just think, hmm, I wonder. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. not necessarily you, like that. You never know. No. Yeah, but I, I'm going to definitely look into that after we have I know, me too. Like, if I find anything, I'll send you some links. Yeah, so we'll, we'll share we'll each other the links. Maybe exactly. we'll like, bring it out into the world if we find something. Something yeah. <laughs> really surprising. I don't know. Um, but I, I did wanna I did wanna ask you one more question. Well, it might be two, mm -hmm. I don't know. But um, because I, I know I with all my friends and my own experience as well, I focus so much um, you know, on on what I'm passionate about and what I love and, mm -hmm. and moving through mm -hmm. life that way and and putting a lot of focus actually on on my community and mm -hmm. my work, my work community in a lot of ways. Um I, I guess I, I would be curious to know, like, is there anything in your career life and your personal life that you, that you are still wanting, um, that you're still like striving for, or that you, um, you hope to have one day or, mm. or you're, you're actively working towards? Mm. Well, that's a great question. Well, I think, um, 
you know, when we were talking about family earlier, yeah, it's something I would definitely like at, at some point uh, to be able to have my own family. Um, also, um, I think now that I've been able to get into a certain area of my career um, and I've been a part of this whole new world um, in terms of space. I mean, I was involved in, I've been involved in the space industry for some time now um, and involved in it in different ways. But it wasn't until I started working with my team now that it, it and, and being responsible for some of, you know, or particular projects, you know, being the, the lead of certain uh, programs or projects that um, I, I finally realized, oh, this is actually something that I'm really passionate about, this particular focus area or this particular topic that then made me think, okay, and not that I necessarily need to, but I, I want to just out of personal, I just, I'm passionate about it. Uh, so I'm looking into um, uh, also enhancing my, my career and, and my work by uh, looking at different programs. So if there's uh, educational programs, that's something that I've been looking into so I could go back into that and study it because it's just, it's so fascinating. I think, you know, one of the things that I've always been fascinated about is, you know, when we were talking about some of these other companies and entrepreneurs, uh, and I was more involved with, with them, with my prior position working at the space station, which is, is just SpaceX. So, you know, I love when you're seeing um, some of the their tests uh, and some of their, their test demonstrations and, and you're watching this incredible engineering feat, you know, this technology, all these pieces coming together, everything working and, and executing perfectly. I mean, yes, you know, there's, you know, tiny, tiny margin for error, but it, everything has to hit, you know, check the boxes flawlessly. And that has really interested me from an engineering standpoint where before I was much, much, I've been much, much more interested in science. You know, mm -hmm. I started in science. I was interested in all the traditional sciences, biology, chemistry, physics, you know, wanting to go into that area. And I'm still, that's part of, you know, where, because it's my foundation. I love that. Like um, I'm second. still very much excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and if I, you know, I can easily go back into something like that, you know, just, um, looking into some of those traditional sciences, but now I'm actually more interested in engineering. And mm -hmm. that's something that has, as I would say within the past couple of years has really um, inspired me to, to look into to that in terms of, you know, seeing, okay, what are some things that I could look into from um, uh, learning more about space systems, learning more about how we put our spacecraft together what are all of the pieces, all the components that, that are required to do that? Interfacing with a lot of different um, experts on my team, you know, different um, leads that are managing different aspects of the spacecraft. So you have, um, you know, hardware, you have propulsion, you have uh, avionics, you have thermal, you have all these, you know, different people that are responsible for putting all the pieces together to then create this this one machine that is then, you know, going to execute on a particular mission. And, and that to me is just so pieces, fascinating. Right? Yeah. Yep. And so I think being front row to that, you know, being front and center and on the front lines and, and, and engaging with that on a day-to-day -day basis, that has really um, just opened another uh, door for me where I was thinking, oh, I want to, learn more about that aspect of space, of, um, uh, space systems, space engineering, aerospace, and uh, space science so that I can then take those tools 
then add that to my toolbox um, for that's future, you know, cool. future opportunities. So, so yeah, so that's one of the things I'm looking into right now is just I'm looking into different programs and I and can, kind I of surveying the landscape and seeing what I can do there. Oh, totally. And I mean, I'm just thinking too, just kind of like an organic shift of mm-hmm. hey, you're, you're leading those projects. I mean, yeah. I, I do a lot of, of, you know, project management across, you know, I essentially in the same industry of like either marketing or mm-hmm. like live events, but it's, it's mm-hmm. essentially a very, it's a creative loose, you know, um, mm. industry, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. you have dependence of a project mm-hmm. leading down here. Yeah. You know, that yeah. needs to get done first, but I cannot even imagine like to, to your point, like how everything has to fit together so perfectly. Yep. Everything mm-hmm. has to be engineered so wonderfully and you have different teams working on the different aspects and there has to be incredible project management and communication. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know if that's like the route you'd want to go, but I see that as like the organic you know, shift of, of sorts is like leading the charge uh, or whatnot. Um, but I, I just can't, I feel like that's the, the Olympics of, of team leading, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, no, it really is. And that's part of what I, I'm, I'm in the middle of that right now. So I'm part of projects or part of teams that, um, uh, I'm, I'm helping to, to, in that role, I'm, I'm already doing that, um, currently. So now I want to be able to take it a step further and, and like I said, to understand a bit more about the, the actual technical side, because that is just so fascinating to me personally. Okay. Like I, I would, um, it's nothing to do with this. And we'll say, let me figure out how to phrase this. It's <laughs> of course everything to do with work, but I'm doing it on my own time because I'm legitimately fascinated about yes. it by it. So it's, it's almost like how some people are interested in, you know, different hobbies or, you know, different things on the side. The, these are the things that I like to do on, on my, in my that you kind of geek so out clearly on, right? there's something there. Yeah. There's something there that, you know, obviously in addition to other things, you know, watching films and you know, other stuff, but, but this is something that I feel so excited and, and I feel like there's something calling me to, to that. So I just, I want to learn, like I said, um, understand a bit more about the engineering aspects, add those um, pieces to, you know, take those tools and add them to, to my tool, tool toolkit and I, then use that, that, you know, for future, totally. uh, future opportunities and, you know, for to potentially manage or be part of some of these teams with a particular space mission. Wow. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. And, and you brought up such a great point too. And it's, it's one of those things that are just unmistakable when you are just fascinated about something and you in your mm-hmm. own time you're like devouring books or you're doing searches on a thing and I think that's a great um you know litmus test if you will for for younger generations it's like mm-hmm. what are you doing in your free time that is that is just exciting to you or so interesting mm-hmm. to you um and maybe kind of really start looking into that I know I mm-hmm. my my you know proverbial stack of duck books is just books on <laughs> how the brain works. I love psychology. I yeah. love what, you know, what motivates people, why we do the things we do, why yeah. we don't do the things we should do, you know, things like this. It's just, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. To me. So that's kind of my, like my space engineering space, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's great. After hours thing that I like to just, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. But I think yeah. for younger kids, they don't maybe necessarily know or, you know, adolescents or even just young adults in general, like that thing mm-hmm. that you're doing in your free time, maybe mm-hmm. like lean on it. Maybe and, that's, yeah, exactly. 
So, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, who, I, I, I might know the answer to this because you mentioned two amazing women already, but who are two or one <laughs> or two of your favorite gritty girls of all time and why? Uh, yeah, I did mention two. So, of course, Marie Curie, Ruth, uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, uh, mathematician, uh, former, I would say, NASA mathematician, Katherine Johnson. Mm. Um, uh, also, you know, NASA's first official uh, female engineer, Shirley Jackson. Um, uh, of course, you know, looking from a personal aspect, you know, my mom, I to include my mom in that list. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Just love um, that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, hmm, let's see. I think those are probably at the top or just at the top of my head. Um, and just, you know, looking at, uh, well, and, you know, another one that I'll, I'll add is um, uh, one that I remember looking at when I was young. It was Sally Ride. She was the first mm-hmm. U.S. woman astronaut. And, yep. and that was also something that made me look at space a little bit differently, too, just to see her persevere and to be part of that um and to make that. her to make her you know uh, uh stamp in in the um and in space in the industry and and just um that, that the legacy that she's created uh, that was something that i thought that was something it's still you know we look at that today um so yeah i think that's probably I love, that. <laughs> I love that and it, it you know kind of goes back to that principle of you know, sharing stories and all the things, but you never know who is looking mm-hmm. up to you and you never know whose life you mm-hmm. are just completely mm-hmm. changing just by existing mm-hmm. and doing what you love and mm-hmm. persevering through all the other crap and mm-hmm. doing the thing. Like Sally has no idea. I mean, she has oh, to have, yeah. right. I mean, she has to have some idea. She was the first woman. So she has <laughs> have some idea. But how incredible, how many, how many young people, especially women that she inspired like yourself to yeah. do these yeah. amazing things you're doing. And, and in turn, how many young people, especially women, that you are mm-hmm. inspiring to do mm-hmm. what, you know, to go into whatever it is they love, especially space. Um, yeah. I know you do that with Moonshot Morocco. I know you're, you mm-hmm. do that. We had a summer camp you came to, and I know those yes. were just elated to oh. have you. So <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a lesson in just living your, your life authentically mm-hmm. and following, you know, your heart, your passion, doing what you love. Mm-hmm. And, and doing it cheerfully and, and sharing the story so that others can yeah. and hopefully, you know, get inspired to do what they're called to do. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a, such a great how you frame that. I think that's perfect. That's exactly how we see them and, and how they can be trail, trailblazers, you know, for, for the next generation. Totally. And we need them. We need them because they're going to know all the, the technology, like the back of their hand that's being created now mm-hmm. that we're, mm-hmm. we're just piecing together and we're figuring out, mm-hmm. you know, so that's going to be their, their secondhand nature, their, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatnot. So we need them. Mm-hmm. They are the future. They're the things. Is there anything, Miss Jennifer, that you would love <laughs> that we didn't really get to chat about. Cause I'm sorry, I could talk to you forever. And I know I said, Oh no, I know. I know. Me too. Minutes, I know. I could talk I'm to like, you forever. Let's keep talking. I want to hear what else is yeah. happening. Um, but is there anything you'd love to like, let people know, like what's going on. That's super exciting that you're excited about that you're either working on or that you just, you're fascinated about in the world or outside of the world or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think I, I covered, um, 
you know, with, with my, my work, um, uh, with, you know, our, our exciting missions or upcoming missions, um, and starting with next year. Um, and then of course, from a personal standpoint, some of the things I'm working on, on the side, um, I would say, um, you know, of course, as another side note, I'm also involved with National Geographic. So I'm a National Geographic Explorer. That's something that I think is really fun. The coolest things in the world. I love, I mean, there's, let's be real. There's so many things I love (laughs) about you and, and, you know, just like, I just love having conversation with you because I learned so much and that's one of my favorite things. National Geographic Explorer. I mean, I was so lucky, you know, Audrey Buchanan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was so lucky enough. She like she had me, you know, as her guest for a couple of days. I stayed with her and I got to like do the whole tour. And I was like, oh, I want to be an great. explorer. So when yeah. I thought you were an explorer, I was like, man, that's so cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and for me, thank you. For me, it was it's something that I was, you know, as a kid, I was telling you how I was always fascinated with um with everything that I we've talked about, but you know, of course, also with uh, exploration and, and film. And, and I remember watching Indiana Jones at a very young age. I still watch it <laughs> on repeat, you know, to, uh, as, as annoying my beats, my family members, <laughs> my loved ones, I, I can watch them over and over and it doesn't bother me, but it's because it's, it's, some, it's, yeah, it, it's something. And I would say also in the same vein, Star Wars and other yeah, space Wars. films. Oh, it's so great. Um, but it, I think what the reason why also is because one, they're just so well-made, but it it brings me back to when I was that age and how I was so fascinated with the concept of discovering something, you know, the concept of, you know, being this adventurer and being this, you know, this explorer, being on the front lines and discovering something that, that means that has of significance or of importance to the rest of the world. Mm. And it wasn't about the glory necessarily at all. It was just more of the act of, of doing that. I think that's something that really, I was just so interested in when I was young, when I saw Indiana Jones, I was thinking, wow, that's such a, what a cool job that this, this guy has. He's a professor, but he's also this archaeologist. And, and then of course, going on all these adventures. And, um, and so for me, of course, getting exposed to that, in addition to reading the magazines, National Geographic at a very young age, and to be part of the, the that, that community t- today is, is amazing. It's just, I was, you know, one in disbelief when I was awarded and, um, and just, um, uh, so proud and, and humbled. And then, but on t- the reason why I mentioned that is because, um, there's, I wanted to just, uh, also flag that there's a number of different uh, programs that they have available, uh, for kids. There's, um, they're coming up with next year, we're going into this, uh, the, the next calendar year, um, with virtual camps and different expeditions and initiatives and, a whole host of different things for students to be able to participate in no matter what area of our topic or discipline that they're, that they're into or passionate about. So if you're interested in, in the oceans or if you're interested in uh, the wilderness, you know, with forests or looking at, you know, mammals um, or, or if you're interested in space and, and astronomy and, and astrophysics, um, it, it covers so many different things. I think that's what was just in conversations recently. That's one of the things I'm supporting them on is, you know, how can we develop those programs and get kids involved? So that's just one thing I wanted to, to mention. That's um, so cool. 
Yeah, Are you doing so- any of that particular work uh, with kids and kids camps at NASA things? Are you helping them with any of that stuff? Or- yeah, so I'm, I, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I'm actually this year, so I'm, I'm one of the founding members of the NASA DataNot Core, which is a, a data science program uh, that basically um, engages with the broader community to get the, the public, to get the world, even if you're not, you don't, if you're, you're not a developer, you're not a coder, you're not a computer scientist, uh, you're not a data scientist. You're just interested in space. You're interested in, in NASA. Um, it's a way for, for NASA people to get their, basically their data, their information out to the world and for the public to engage and to learn, you know, a new aspect of data science through, through, you know, various tools. And so that's one of the things I've been involved in, uh, for about four or five years now. And, um, and Is in a few weeks, we're world? actually going to be hosting. Yeah, so it's, it's virtual. So, it's virtual. Uh, well, initially it was just our core team. So when we were first starting it, it was just a. It, and it was, I should also mention it was a small group of women. Ooh, that was one of I the things that. that that was so powerful. You know, now when I see a, a movie like Hidden Figures, yes. and I see these women like Katherine Johnson and Shirley Jackson, the the program leads at NASA when they brought us on to help co-found to help launch. And to to um, to start the the program, they wanted to have the all of the initial founding team to be all women because they wanted to make a statement to show, okay, we are creating this group of, of thought leaders, you know, these technical um, leads in, in various areas in terms of work and their fields to come together to to build the foundation, and then to uh, to continue. To then open that, that up to, to others. So then it's it's about, um, uh, of course, opening up to men and women and of all ages. And so it's it's virtual now. There's various chapters around the world. There every year there's um, a conference or a virtual um, and usually in person. Uh, but for obvious reasons, it's not happening at the moment. But and and mm-hmm. actually in a couple weeks or a few weeks. Um, it's the um, annual International uh, Space Act Conference. So it's NASA's uh, space apps competition, and basically teams from all around the world can come together to participate, uh, come up with their own team, and to um, to compete against other teams, um, creating different concepts, um, different apps, or solutions that NASA, um, you know, there's various topics um, and, and tracks. Um, you know, if it's uh, space science, uh, space station, human health or astronaut health, uh, climate change, um, you know, using um, or let's say satellite technology, you know, for Earth observation to help with, uh, with climate, uh, climate change. Um, and you can basically come up with solutions. It's almost like that, like a boot camp yeah. for, for like um, <laughs> exactly, or for entrepreneurs that want to come up with it with an idea potentially come up with a new business idea, a new concept, How old pitch it to NASA, and then... Sorry, go on. Oh, oh no, no. Uh, no, they just pitch it to NASA, and then they select the, the winning teams, and those those concepts then get executed. And the age range is anywhere between... Oh, gosh. I think it's... Um, I know it's a middle school, college. I don't know if it goes into... Or I, I would say high school, college. I don't know if it goes into middle school. I don't know if it's, if it's that young, but... Um, but there's a nice range um, uh, for students, for kids to, to be able to participate. So that's coming up very soon. 
And where, where do people um, go? Is there a website? So or? if you just Google uh, space apps or NASA uh, NASA space apps, and the 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 main page should pop up as the top um, uh, result with with Google search and. Uh, and then you can click on that and it'll show you all of the different, you know, different details and information there. But, that is so uh, but that's cool. something that's really exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. so exciting. And when you're, when they're actually doing the, the competitions and the things, are you, like, what's your role when it's... Yeah, so I, that's, I'm sorry, that's actually what I, was, I meant to say earlier. The reason why I brought that up is because I'm, I'm an ambassador for, for the, for the Space Steps Challenge this year. I'm actually a judge. So ah. I participated in... Um, there were there was another challenge a few months ago, a couple months ago. I I judged on the top um, the finalists for that, and I'm going to be doing the same thing in a couple weeks. So that's what's so great is being able to see all of these amazing ideas these kids are coming up with. It's just it's 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 incredible. Um, it's so and to just be part of that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like for me, it's you know also full circle because I participated in those things when I was when I was in elementary school and middle school and participated in science fairs. And, and so it was just nice to be able to, to, to volunteer, to give back and uh, to be part of that, that community. I think it's pretty fun. Just in general, <laughs> seeing like college and high school students really band, like band together mm-hmm. to create solutions. Mm-hmm. It's so wild. It's like, you, yeah. you almost sit there and you imagine them as older adults. They're, they're, mm-hmm. the they really are. Mm-hmm. They're the ones mm-hmm. that are be the leaders of, of tomorrow as cliche as that sounds yes no it's true it's so inspiring to see it's so yeah I love that you're doing that I love that you're a judge that's so cool yes Um, oh thank you yeah it's so exciting so I'm I'm involved in that as well which is great it's it's exciting well I'm gonna tell I want everyone to head over to it's Jennifer W Lopez it's at Jennifer W Lopez is your Instagram and yes, for Instagram, yes. Things. I'm sure you'll post Yes, so I, I try to post all of my updates there and when I can, because usually I'm just, if I'm so busy, then there's, you know, a little bit of a break. But I, I try to post as much as I can in terms of my work or different updates. Um, I was actually going to post pretty soon about um, uh, the Space Up Challenge as well. And, uh, but yeah, that, that's a great, a great place to to, to at least to, to follow along and, yeah. and see with some of my adventures and <laughs> totally and I, um, I know I love I love following along so I get to learn so much and I get to oh, see all the really you. cool adventures you're, you're doing <laughs> it's so fun oh um, thank you Jennifer thank you I know I took probably two or three times no that's time. okay no this was great I, I and I could have talked on talked forever too so this is, this is so much fun it was so nice. It was so nice catching up. It was so nice hearing like what's happening yeah. even amidst all this, this wildness. It's just, things are just still going forward and that's so cool. Mm-hmm. To hear. And, and, um, and as always, I, I absolutely adore you and I love Aww, you too. That and, and just learn more <laughs> Thank you. And, up and all the things, but, um, but yeah, I hope we can like do this again. Maybe you can give yeah. us some updates on what's happening in the world or outside the world and all the things. Yeah, exactly. Man, badass women in STEM. I tell you what, we need more of those. I am so grateful that Jennifer Lopez came on the show. And I'm so grateful for what she does in the world for us as humans to advance technology, science, and what we know, uh, our knowledge of space and the moon in particular. And so grateful for what she does for children, um, wanting to start a business or get into the industry of space. 
definitely follow along her awesome adventures on Instagram. She's at Jennifer W. Lopez on Instagram, and you won't regret it. It's a fun journey. And if there are any young women in your life, maybe it's your daughter, your niece, your cousin. I don't know. It could be really anyone who's in your life if they have an inkling and an excitement around, you know, technology, math, the sciences. Really encourage that. Um, It hasn't been encouraged for women to pursue for so, so long. and, And we need to do more of that. We need to um, be vocal about it. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this convo. I'm Jillian Christie, and this is Pretty Girls.